So, so the headline CPI, Peter, has dropped to 4.6%. Mm. Whole CPI is still at 5.7%. Mm. It's still a drop, but it's at yeah, 5.7%. Yeah. So we can see that whole CPI is still about a percent, still higher than headline CPI. Mm. So the question is why? Well, the difference is one word. Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Yes, yes, Peter. Um, I'm feeling a bit better today. Um, For some reason, a whole month of November has been quite difficult in terms of just battling with the weather change and the cold. Um, But yeah, I think my immune system needs to be boosted, (laughs) most definitely. I fully hear that, man. It's that season. It's that season, man. So now definitely good to hear from you. I'm even slightly recovering from something, but it wasn't too crazy anyway. But now good to hear from you, my bro. And a massive shout out to our listeners wherever you are in the world. And we're going to be doing one of those episodes where we just respond to a bit of news. So it will be a quick one. And today, Jax, we are going to be responding to the recent news here in the UK where we've just found out that inflation falls to lowest level in two whole years oh wow (laughs) (laughs) now you said oh oh wow we're gonna really take take a deep dive into that to see just how oh wow it really is and just to put things into context um last uh month i believe uh when inflation figures were reported publicly was at 6.7 percent but the most recent one that was um, reported, and we're in mid to late November 2023, um, was 4.6%. So in theory, from that headline figure, that looks like a a big drop in inflation. Now, before we even take a deep dive into that, um, Jax, for the listeners that are maybe not know too much about what inflation actually is, do you want to just give a talk a bit about what that actually means and what that is really? Yeah, so inflation by definition is a measure of the rate of increase in the price of goods and services in um, an economy. So um, over time, you probably realize that it costs a bit more to buy certain things. It costs a bit more to do certain things. That is inflation taking its toll. It is the general rise in prices of goods and services um, within an economy on a given time period. And in more recent times, inflation the inflation rate has been quite high. Um, It's been abnormal. I guess it would be good to hear from you. What does abnormal actually look like? Because it's been, I mean, I just mentioned last month figures was reported at 6.7%. We've seen even much higher. What does that actually mean? Yeah, what looks normal when it comes to inflation? Yeah, so inflation at first may sound like a terrible thing, but actually uh, central banks and governments actually want a bit of inflation because generally inflation is, um, or a small bit of inflation is a sign that the economy is growing. So uh, the central banks um, across the developed world, so UK, US, etc., cetera, um, have a, a target of around 2% um, of inflation per year. So that's 2% plus or minus one. So if you're forced to minus to one, it's not terrible. If it goes to 3%, it's, it's, it's acceptable as well. But anything above that um, is, is way too high. Um, it means things are rising at a very rapid pace. And generally, the central banks would want to bring that down back to its target rate. And often they use certain uh, economic policy to do that. So that could be a rise in interest rates, which is often the most common way of um, kind of cooling down inflation. So yeah. Now, so... 
you know, we're, we're the target um, rate is around the two percent, um, which is what you know, as a, um, a nation, we're trying to get to, right? But um, obviously, the recent reports is that it's gone down to four point six percent, which is the lowest in two years. So it means for the past couple of years, inflation rate has been quite high. Um, I guess let's take a bit of a deeper dive into this now. The UK has seen this news in mid-November. We've obviously seen the effects of high inflation um, that's had on the country. And you can touch a bit more on that if you if you want to. But for the everyday individual looking at this, we've seen that it's gone down from 67 to 4.6%. <laughs> um, are we celebrating? Are we ecstatic? Are we, yeah, what's, what's going on there, man? At this moment, this is where I say, whoop, did he do? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, inflation's drunk. Uh, yeah. So so I think I think what's really, really, really important for our listeners to really understand is the way inflation is actually measured mm. um, and, uh, you know, what it's compared against. So when we say the inflation uh, is coming down, what it really means is that the rise in the price of things is coming down or, sorry, it's rising at a lower rate. Mm. Right. So things are still getting expensive, but it's getting more expensive at a lower rate than it used to. So um, on one hand, that is not really an exciting thing to hear. Right. Um, But it is something that it's important to understand because things are generally always rising anyway. And I think Um, that's so important, Jax, because, yeah, you're so right. Anyone can see that figure and say, what? Prices are going down. No, they're not going down. They are just <laughs> rising at a slower rate. Yeah, that's extremely important. It's like, and it's a misconception that captures a lot of people. Um, you know, if you ever hear prices actually going down, the terminology for that is deflation. Mm. Right? So deflation, and, and that in itself has its negative consequences as well, right? So it's important to, to note that. Um, but yes, as, as inflation is coming down, which means the rise in the prices of things is, you know, rising at a lower rate, it, it does mean potentially that the response to high inflation um, may, may, be, may be better for some people in the sense that interest rates may be lowered in the future, which is essentially what a lot of people are looking forward towards. But just going back to your question as to whether uh, we should be uh, celebrating as well is, well, look, uh, we're saying that if the inflation rate was much higher before and it's gone down to 4.6%, that is still above the 2% target. In fact, mm. it's quite significantly above the 2% uh, target. And then, of course, I think it's extremely important that we really dive into um, what is actually causing inflation to drop um, the, the way it has and ask mm. ourselves, you know, how does it, what does it actually mean for us as individuals? Because Generally speaking, what I say, Peter, is everybody's got their own inflation rate, right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. we spend on different things. Um, and it's also very important to understand um, that one of the reasons why inflation is such a big thing in the macroeconomics is it affects um, the, those on the lower end of uh, the wealth um, the, the wealth distribution most because mm. it means the prices of things, their everyday living is, is much higher. Those that are living paycheck to paycheck can be very easily squeezed to a point where they can't actually cover their day-to-day, um, you know, expenses. Yeah, no, absolutely. And let's take a bit of a of a breakdown in terms of the the inflation. Um, 
figures that were released right now. So we've seen this at 4.6%. Um, we obviously know that many different things contribute to um, inflation as well. So for example, we mentioned uh, food, for example, but you've got things like energy costs as well that contributes to overall inflation. What's actually happening, without getting too technical, we will encourage our listeners to go and do a bit more digging. But what's actually happening here? Because again, as I said, just looking at that figure, we can get a bit of excitement because in a bit, I'm going to talk to you about uh, what does that mean if we actually start to get inflation to the target figure. But before then, let's actually just break down this actual figure a tiny bit without getting too technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the figure that, that, that we've seen in the news news is called a headline inflation rate. Hmm. Um, you know, the headline inflation rate is actually measured by something called a consumer price index, which is CPI. So you probably hear, oh, CPI, et cetera, et cetera. The headline inflation rate is completely different to another measure of inflation, which I think is probably more important, which is the core CPI. Mm. Right? So headline CPI and core CPI are two um, measures of inflation. And the difference is that the core CPI actually strips out uh, things like food and energy. Mm. Right. So. Um, core CPI does not include food and energy in its calculation, whereas the headline inflation rate does. Why is that important? Uh, and why does that difference, you know, need, why do we need to pay attention to that difference? The reason is uh, headline inflation by, you know, including food and energy, food and energy are very volatile, mm. right? So the prices of food and energy changes consistently. And the reason why the, uh, the core CPI stripped, strips it out is that actually the central banks pay more attention to food, sorry, to uh, core CPI. They are more concerned with what inflation is if we take out food and energy. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the central banks can't really affect the prices of energy, right? The mm-hmm. central banks who are actually responsible for uh economic policy and and bring well the economic policy that brings inflation down or increases it a bit which is the changes on things like interest rates they want to be able to actually target you know inflation so if we don't strip out food and energy what we're really looking at is something that we can't affect essentially Hmm. right so i hope i'm making sense the central bank really care about core cpi which strips out food and energy so why is this very important specifically now? Well, there's a difference between the core CPI number and the headline CPI number. Okay, yeah, <laughs> which the headline, which is going to be in this title of this podcast episode. But yeah, who would have known? <laughs> exactly. So, so the headline CPI, Peter, has dropped to 4.6%. Mm. Core CPI is still at 5.7%. Mm. It's still a drop, but it's at yeah, 5.7%. Yeah. So we can see that core CPI is still about a percent still higher than headline CPI. Mm. So the question is why? Well, the difference is one word, energy prices, Mm. right? The reason why inflation has come down is because energy prices have come down, Mm. right? And that's very, very important to understand. Um, But I think it's very important for two people to really pay attention and, and also maybe not get too excited with this news those are people that are, like I said earlier, that are struggling to make ends meet. Mm. Uh, those that earn a low income. Peter, what you find is uh, these people, when, when you look at their budgets and their spending plans, 
um, they spend quite a lot on food, mm. right? So food is a major part of their balance, of their, sorry, their budget. Mm. And if these are still going up, and by the way, Peter, when we dive into the actual analysis of the inflation rate, food has actually gone up. Mm. It's still around 10%, mm. <laughs> right? They still feel the impact of inflation, mm. right? So this drop does not impact them really. Hmm. Or, or it doesn't have a huge impact on them. They're still struggling because food prices are still very, very high. Mm. Okay. The second type of people are those people that are really concerned about um, the fact that if inflation goes uh, comes down, then um, the response to that would be, hey, the central banks can now reduce um, the interest rate, right? And of course, mm. if you're a, if you're mm. a lender, so if you have a mortgage or you're you're a, uh, a borrower then of course you want lower interest rates but remember what i said before the central bank really care about what they can control and mm. that's the core cpi mm. right we would want to see the core cpi drop to uh, a reasonable amount before uh we i say we as if i'm a central banker which i'm <laughs> not but let's just say before the central banker will then decide hey maybe it's now time to reverse some of those um, interest rate hacks that took mm. place in 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 previous uh, times. So yeah, I, ho- I hope that's making sense. I've waffled a bit, but it's just what I'm trying to say here is, yes, it is good news, but it's not amazing news. I think that's mm. the summary of what I want to get out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, so for anyone over celebrating, it's not to burst the bubbles or anything like that, but at the same time, to pay attention because. You know, although um things might not be as the what we're seeing in the headlines, things have been reducing or going down. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and I, I do find it, find it quite funny uh, that our um, uh, our prime minister is taking some sort of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's another story for another day. That's another story for another day. I mean, we're not we're not we're not politicians, and we don't really discuss our political views on the World Finance Podcast. Uh, but I did find some of the uh, uh, his comments uh, quite interesting and yeah. quite, quite funny. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think he said he's going to half, uh, when it was at 10%, he's going to half it or so to under 5 or something, or under 5.9 or something percent. Exactly. As I, I, he's kind of done it, yeah? Well, <laughs> but what's funny is uh, inflation and, and the way we... Uh, target or tackling inflation it's really the central bank not the government so. yeah 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 so that's <laughs> a whole other story yeah <laughs> bless um but no that that's really encouraging and, and and i think you just touched it on there in terms of you know when people look at these things they might start um thinking oh this is gonna happen that's gonna happen and um, maybe before i just uh t- ask you to maybe just summarize um what we've touched on which you have done but more so for for the people thinking, okay, core inflation is going down at some point, you know, God willing, it will get towards the target rate. We don't know when. We're not trying to do Mystic Meg here. When that time does happen, what can we be doing right now to start preparing for when that time happens, whether it's in one year, two years, or whatever? Before I get your thoughts, uh, just um, final closing thoughts on that, just going to give a shout out to where we are getting new listeners from. I think this is actually, um, a sh- I don't know if you've um, given a shout out even in this country at all, let alone a city, but this city is called Pascani, which is a city in Romania. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I've never heard of the con- uh, the city. Definitely have heard of Romania. <laughs> um, and actually, ooh, I may know who that is. Ooh. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'll give them a shout out. Uh, they oh. run a podcast called, uh, and I have a page called Stocks and Shares 
uh, savings uh, Instagram page. Um, there's two Romanians. I'll let you guys figure it out. Come <laughs> on, come on. Shout lo- A lovely couple. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Wolfhounds podcast. You're here with myself, Jax, and the co-host, uh, Peter. On this podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. If you want to know more about what we do, because Woke Finance is much more than just a podcast, you can head over to www.wokefinance.co.uk. Again, that's www.wokefinance.co.uk. Sign up to our mailing list so you are kept up to date with all the great things that we are doing. And if you want to follow us on socials, we are predominantly on Instagram. That's at Woke Finance Team. Again, that's at Woke Finance Team. But welcome to the podcast, and I hope you are gaining tons of value. Come on, come on, come on. A massive shout out to our listeners over there in Romania. And it is the lovely couple over there. A massive shout out to you. Um, and then to all our listeners all over the world. Jack's my let's uh gonna wrap up here, but um, just your final thoughts on I guess the ambitious part of us that that notice things are going down. Um, I mean, it's been a horrid two years in the in, in the economy. I mean, anyone can just listen to most of some of our episodes after uh, over the last two years. But for the ambitious part of us, Jax, what can one be looking forward to and how can we be preparing for hopefully that time to come? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we have been in a cost of living crisis, right? Um, I mean, we talk about the cost of living that is directly related to inflation. That's what inflation is. And that's what inflation has caused, right? Mm. So generally, I would have said <laughs> prevention is better than cure. <laughs> so I always say, look, we should have been preparing for something like this before. Um, but look, now that we're in it, we are just. We adjust as much as we can. And then we will prepare for the changes that can take place in the future. Why? Because uh, businesses and uh, the macroeconomic environment works in cycles, right? There are always cycles. There's booms and busts. There's recessions. There's there's uh, expansion. Um, there's credit cycles. All of these things exist, okay? So we will not be in a cost of living crisis forever. That's really important to understand. Uh, for me, I can only give advice based on what I'm doing, um, what I think is a, a decent idea. Of course, I'm, I'm not giving financial advice, but I think it's important to understand that um, long term inflation should come down, but it may remain sticky for a while as well, which also means interest rates may remain sticky mm-hmm. as a uh, a as someone who manages our finances, I think it's always important to look within our spending plan, also known as a budget, to see where we can be intentional about what we're spending on, what things that we're maybe spending too much on, and the things that we can actually cut back or things that we can spend on that actually improves our ability to earn more money, for example. So there's that. As an investor, which is obviously more even more exciting for me, I think it's important to understand that inflation is not a bad thing for assets. And I, and I, I think that's quite confusing for a lot of people who probably just heard me say that. Mm. I'll say it again. So inflation is not a bad thing for asset prices. Um, what often is a, a, a headwind for asset prices is the response to inflation, which is often uh, a raise in interest rates, Right. As in, in fact, I'll go as far as saying, and this is actually true, that inflation is good for asset prices, right? I'll give an example. If you are someone who owns assets, inflation is good for you because the, it means the prices of your assets are going up in value, mm. right? So inflation is actually good for asset owners, especially those people who um, own also what we call hard assets, real assets like uh, property, 
Mm. Um, like, and if you're someone who invests in uh, things like uh, infrastructure assets and that kind of stuff, you benefit from inflation because these uh, assets go up with inflation, property goes up with inflation and uh, assets like infrastructure or just stock prices generally of good businesses, they're able to pass on the higher prices uh, to you, the consumer. So it's good for uh, asset owners. Um, but it's bad for those people who um, don't own assets because it becomes more expensive to mm. own assets in the future. I say all of this to say that, yes, there has been a response to inflation, which is a higher interest rate environment, which has caused asset prices to drop for many reasons. Um, and that drop in asset prices creates, in my opinion, an opportunity to be acquiring assets at a much more attractive valuation than before. Right, so I think now is actually a very good time to be, you know, accumulating assets for the long term. I think, generally speaking, when we speak about things like dollar cost averaging, anyway, so mm. regardless of what happens, you're picking up assets at these different prices. But if you are someone who likes to actively invest as well, my personal opinion is that now is a great time to uh, get into assets that may have been interest rate sensitive, such as real estate investment trusts, um, such as uh, alternative uh, investment trusts uh, that invest in things like infrastructure as well. So that's kind of where I'm uh, putting my money actively right now. Mm. And of course, I also have my passive investments, such as buying more units um, in index funds long term. Mm. I love this, man. Um, I love it, man. I love this is why discussions and episodes and podcast platforms like this and others that talk on this topic are needed man because we've just spoken about yeah there's we're going through this time but there are also opportunities um and I love what you're saying about you know asset owners it does go back unfortunately to what you were saying at the beginning of the episode where you know people who are probably falling the more poorer um income uh brackets um will be hit the hardest the most during this time which is obviously um, a shame as well but no that just makes perfect sense man perfect yeah. sense yeah it's it's really sad i mean even if you look dive into the inflation numbers what i saw as well was uh wages were going up as well mm. um so you know if you're someone who has bargaining power um in the labor force then uh you know you've actually benefited mm. um so it's, it's just it's hmm. just one of those things but yeah infl- the biggest problem with inflation is the fact that it creates a wider gap between hmm. um those that have and those that are asset owners versus those that are just getting by and yeah. that's why you know we understand that life is difficult and uh not, not all circumstances are under your control mm. but um for, for those things that are in your control we try our best to get to a place where we earn more than what we're spending mm. and we use the difference to create margins to create emergency funds um and also to start acquiring assets for the long term mm. hmm. love that man love that love that love that and if you are listening you just heard that last sentence in regards to emergency fund and acquiring assets, and you have no idea what that means. You haven't been listening to our, the other, other episodes, man. Um, we encourage you to go back to our episodes, man, even right down to episode number one. We are on over 150 episodes. 
that's lots of hours um, put in, which you can listen to as well and go back and forth and send it to others as well. So make sure, man, let's all get educated. Uh, me and Jats are always learning. We even learn through these conversations as well and always learning and trying to keep the conversation going. So we ask that you do the same. That's how you can definitely support us. But hopefully support yourselves and your own personal finance journeys, man. So Jax, man, that's been super useful, man. Definitely a big shout out for that. No worries, no worries. Come on, come on, come on. Until the next time, as always, my bro. And for our listeners, remember all. You know, Tuesday. They woke. woke.